The subject of today's episode is a device made less for pain and torment and more for humiliation and scrutiny. With its origins being uncertain and its location of use being almost as uncertain, it was somehow able to find variations of itself across Europe and eventually in America with seemingly no real connection to one another. In fact, the only thing that any of these pillory-type devices possibly inspired was another device that wouldn't appear for centuries later, and it was probably never even used. With names like the Newcastle Cloak, the Spanish Mantle, the Barrel Shirt, and the Shined Mantle, it consisted of nothing more than a barrel with some holes and possibly some weights added to it for maximum humiliation. Today, we cover the Drunkard's Cloak. I'm Kevin Young. I'm Dan Hergen. And this is Torture. Hope everybody liked our collaboration episode. Uh, it was a fun one to do, and everybody already knows why we, you know, what we said when we met Chicken Cacciatore and Bobby Bolognese yeah. and Tony Bologna. <laughs> He's my favorite guy ever. I <laughs> said we're going to have to do um, like an RPG where we're all Italian mobsters and they're all have names like that. <laughs> this this is Joey Eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Tagliatelli. This is Eddie Ravioli and Eddie Tortellini. I know they look the same. They're very, they're pretty much the same thing, but they're different. Just take our word for it. Not that I don't absolutely love Italian food, but a lot of it is just exactly the. It's all the same thing. You change one ingredient in a dish, and it goes from being one thing to a completely different thing. Which is it's crazy. Like it's. (laughs) Like, seriously, like, yeah, it's one of those things, like, yeah. like, I've done an awful lot of Italian cooking, looked an awful lot of Italian cooking, recipe shows, did courses, all this other stuff, and it is literally, there are dishes where if you change one singular small component, it changes into a completely different dish, and different an Italian would slap you across the face for calling it the other thing. Yeah. It's a completely so, different like, thing. That's not that, From, that, yeah, yeah, that has Parmigiano Reggiano in it, where this other one has Pecorino in it, so, bam, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, I was like, oh, God. That's Asiaco, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it, 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 it's it's one ingredient changes the changes what the dish is called and where it's from. Like that's you can't put pepper in that. That's Southern Italy. This is Northern Italy. You fuckhead. Yeah, <laughs> and the words it's of the my, same thing with my hero Chief Wiggum. Damn filthy Italians. <laughs> it's the same thing with Mexican food. <laughs> What's taco? Tortilla with. Meat, cheese, vegetables, lettuce, tomato. What are nachos? Tortillas with meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato. 
What about a, <laughs> about a gordita? Tortilla with meat cheese. <laughs> it's one's the same steamed, fucking one's thing. wrapped up. One's yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, it's like a burrito. It's the same thing, but with rice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what's that? Chickpeas. What's that? Lentils. What's that? Chickpeas and lentils. Try it with some rice. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, before we get going, we always say email us, DM us, write and review us if you want, and uh, we'll read it on the pod. And we got such an email. Hi, Dan and Kevin. I only started listening to your podcast yesterday. This was actually sent to me a couple weeks ago, but we took a little time off with the collaboration episode. So, uh, But I'm about halfway through the episodes. You're doing an amazing job, and I actually love listening to your food discussions. Go <laughs> which t- it was not planned i promise uh the more random the better haha <laughs> that makes me happy listening to you and i like the dark humor it breaks up the horror dan in the crushing episode you mentioned the dark pictures anthology i love those games so much have you played them all the latest one, The Devil in Me, has a lot of torture themes, as it's about the serial killer H.H. H. Holmes and his murder castle, so that one is really relevant to the podcast. Kevin, I like learning about the different foods and snacks in America. They seem strange, yet I sometimes don't know why I've never tried them, because they sound great. Thank you both for reading. P.S. I'm English, Southeast, and love both of your accents. Lots of people say we don't really have accents, which makes me sad. Sorry, I've started babbling. Bye, Abby. Well, Abby's Abby. from Southeast England. That means she's probably towards London. So <laughs> you do have an accent. If you're from love, you're from the London uh, area. You have an accent. I hate yeah. to tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, Abby, thank you for the email. Uh, never be sorry for babbling. Without it, we wouldn't have a fucking show yeah i was gonna say our whole show is babbling like pre-show after show everything that you can subscribe to on our patreon is nothing but babbling something pops into one of our heads and then we talk about it for two seconds and then that's the whole we've we've redone the fucking podcast sometimes Um, i wonder if we have adhd or something because that's some it it has crossed my mind some sort of it uh, glad you like the dark humor. Otherwise, this would definitely not be the podcast for you. <laughs> Except on the dark and pictures anthology, I bought yeah. them. But five minutes after you asked me the question, I went, hey, they're on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have not played them yet. I've seen a playthrough to a certain extent where my son has been playing one of them. And I saw mm-hmm. a bit of one of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I plan to start them in order. I'm playing Ghosts of Shishima at the moment. And once that is finished, then I plan to start them. And then I'm going to take a break in between each one. Yeah. To try something different um, and start making my way through. But I have the From Ashes downloaded, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, because I have to complete so all these before I buy that thingy game, Baldur's Gate. That's oh, yeah. If, yeah. You watch your whole system crash every time you tried to save it. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, I I have no actually real I I like to game, but I don't get to, so I'm kind of behind on a lot of the shit. What exactly for people who don't know is the dark anthology, the dark picture anthology? Uh, they're very as far as I can see from what I've seen briefly of them because I didn't want to watch too much to get a ruined on me. They're very cinematic games, like these choice based system games, mm-hmm. and they all seem to be horror themed. 
stuff like that. Like, and they had seemed to have real star-studded casts of really well-known actors that are like 3D scanned into them, like, and they visually like to look fantastic. So like I know that there's um that they all seem to carry very different style of horror themes each time. Like I know one of them something to do with a werewolf, um, and I think one of them's to do with like a like a slasher style killer. I think I think I'm talking about that again because it's I I've watched very little of it on purpose because I watched saw a little bit and went that looks kind of cool. <clears throat> Sorry, I've never really played many of those choice based things. You know what I mean? Um, like it looks. I don't know if you ever played like so, like Heavy Rain. It looks like that's no. cinematic style. No, but I, I know the type but, that you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. As far as I can see, it's that style, cinematic wise. But correct me again if I'm wrong, Abby. Another reason for you then to get back in contact. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um. But yeah, uh, that's what I can. From what I can see, that's what they look like. Anyway, they look really good. Uh, something very yeah. different to what I normally play. Um. So I'm still playing Alien again. Crawling through vents and pooping my pants. Um. <laughs> so I had a moment where I just turned it off and nope. <laughs> turned it off and walked away. Can't do it. Today. <laughs> I forgot the controls for a second, and I threw something at the alien as opposed to I. I was trying to hide, and instead of like, I was meant to like use like a flamethrower or something, and I, I, I threw like something. I don't know what it was. It might have been like a flare or something at its face, and it just kept coming. It's like Aah! you tried to John Wick it <laughs> yeah, by throwing yeah. your weapon at it. <laughs> Sadly, it did not oh, work. Fuck. Um, well, as far as the, the food stuff goes, uh, yeah, food's here. Uh, I guess they're kind of strange. Most of the world looks at us like we're <sighs> fucking crazy for some stuff. I mean, fuck, I, I know you go to a state fair around here, you can get deep fried butter. So, so... <laughs> well, oh, but... up in Scotland, they deep fry everything. So, yeah, it, it, in our defense, we also look at the rest of the world. Like, they're fucking crazy for some of the stuff they eat. And we also look at different parts of this country. <laughs> like, they're fucking crazy for some of the shit they eat. Uh, you know, lots of cultures and food choices because of how fucking big this country is. So, I mean, what you do in, you know, Northeast is completely different than what they do in the Southwest. And, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. That's it. Over uh, there, though, you have a smorgasbord of everything. Which is what I like about it. Like you can go yeah. out there and you can very easily from the time like I was in like New York and New Jersey and as in um I think it was Rhode Island, I can't remember the name place, but um it's a few places in anyway, and it was very easy to find anything you wanted of mm-hmm. any style of anything and usually decent yeah. quality of it too. So Yeah, especially if you go to a bigger city. If you're wanting something, there's you know, you can get pretty much any type of food you want. Yeah. Uh like that that interview that I saw with Tom Holland, um, where there, he's talking about, well, you don't like American food. It's like, well, what do you consider American food? It's like hamburger. Okay, well, that comes from Hamburg in Germany. It's like, okay, but you you took it over as your own. Thing. We took it. Yeah, it same French way. fries. Yeah. And French fries. It gets all it's like this has French in the name. It's like French is a style of cutting. It's not. It doesn't <laughs> mean that they came from France. You fucking douchebag. Uh, but but that's the thing with with us. America is 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 uh all cultures from across from across the world have kind of just get you know bled into America or you could say that we've stole them which is perfectly valid um and then we take the food that goes along with that culture and we completely make it our own so but that's like it's like the one of my favorite things I was like the whole concept of Tex-Mex 
I think I love yeah. the idea of it because it doesn't hide behind anything. It knows exactly what it is. It knows it's yeah. this was Mexican food. We are now Americanizing and bastardizing mm-hmm. this, and yeah. and it's now our thing. And it's not like you're hiding you know behind. Still fucking delicious. You no, know, and it's really funny as well. Like you come across things here, it's like oh, American diners here or anywhere. If you're American food, it's always burgers and hot dogs and all that stuff. And it's kind of like yeah, yeah they're they're not originate from America except for the hot dog. You know, allegedly, right. anyway, that's what Nathan's yeah. is supposed to be where that originated from. But, um, yeah, like, an awful lot of good stuff that you guys have comes from Canada more than anything. Some of it, yeah. We did yeah. The, the waffle cone was ours. We started the waffle cone. Right. That's cream. something that's to all. be proud of. That's us. <laughs> have you ever had a fucking yeah, waffle sorry, cone? They're you're, delicious. You're, I'm sorry. Your, your, your claim to food fame is you taking something that already exists somewhere else and turning it into another thing. You basically yes. went. It's, it's it's like it's like taking it's our entire culture. I know, but it's like, exactly. It's like the whole thing KFC having to double down with the the, the chicken fillets instead of the buns. And it's like yeah. we've changed what this is usually for and turned it into something else. Like yeah. that's all you're doing. That's all. That's all. That's what we do. That's all we do. Waffle though. That's the... that's all we do for for food. That's that's it. I mean, biscuits and gravy. Uh, that's a that's you know you look at you know. Mary, especially in the South, biscuits and gravy is kind of something that was created here. Uh, you can claim the sub, as far as I'm aware. We can claim the sub, the the hero. Uh, yeah. uh, fried oh, chicken, deep fried southern fried chicken. I don't know if yeah. that was anywhere else other than here. I think that, that kind of started at the uh, uh, slave times here. Um, if it's brown, it's probably American. Probably. And fucking delicious. Yeah, typically. It, it, I mean, your cholesterol goes through the roof and you will die sooner. But, man, what a ride. Sweet, sweet death embrace. <laughs> <laughs> Fried chicken. Uh, we have these new Doritos here called Ultimate. As what I was thinking, we have, uh, they're called Ultimate Cheddar. And I looked at my, I looked up the UK version of Doritos. And you guys have tangy cheese or something like that. And they look exactly alike. And I'm really? thinking maybe they just changed it. I think that that might be the UK version. Well, we've had those for years. They're, they've been like the only ones I like for years. The tangy cheese? Yeah. Yeah, they look the exact same. Yeah. Ultimate cheddar tangy. The, the, the bag is exactly the same. The, the chip on, on so the we, Have we had the tangy cheese longer? And, and you've never had them before? You didn't have no, because we have nacho cheese Doritos. We have good Doritos. <laughs> I, oh. I I bought a thing of the ultimate ch- of the ultimate cheddar. Uh, I have them in the other room. I ate them with dinner the other night or last night, and I went, these aren't these aren't great. Maybe the ones we have are the nacho cheese ones. Under no, no, you know? look at the nacho cheese one, man, and it is a com- it is completely different. And not even I'm not even talking about the bag. I'm talking about the chip itself. The oh, chip yeah. is. The chip is a much darker orange. It's definitely right. nacho. Yeah, it's it is well. What I'll have to do in the food bag thing, I'll have to send you one of the tangy ones, and then you can tell me if it is that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a bag of actual Doritos. Have you ever had a bag of nacho cheese Doritos? Actual Doritos, no, like the no. way they they're supposed to be. I will send you a, a small bag of actual Doritos. I will see those. They're the red. They're red bag. Yeah, those and the um, spicy sweet chili. I believe they're called. Uh, those are the best, the best ones. They're fucking amazing. Hear that, Abby? Get your hands on some of them bad boys. <laughs> I found a place you can order a bunch of that shit online. Yeah, there's uh, a crowd here that do things. Um, they're not really too far away from me either, as far as I'm aware. But they uh, they're wickedly expensive. 
like to oh, buy yeah. American American candy here, like and like just just uh, what I've yeah, what I've seen it, it seems to be very expensive for what they are um for here, but there's a section in a supermarket here that's purely for American candy and it's ridiculous like Twinkies. I don't like Twinkies, right? I yeah, I, I loved them when I was a kid, but I've kind of gotten over them. It, they kind of leave a harsh thing. It kind of feels to me like as if you're eating attic insulation, like, uh, fiber, <laughs> like fiberglass insulation with um, a little bit of crappy cream shit pumped into them. Yeah. And they just leave this kind of thing in my throat. Yeah, I never liked uh-huh. them. But I, I have to get some sometime to get the young lad to try them. But uh, you can get them here all right, easily enough. But Well, I told you I'm going to send you some Star Crunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, those, those, those are... Fuck, you know, snack cake. That's what you go with. <sighs> anyway, uh, thank you for the compliment, Abby, on our accents. I'm going to assume you mean both of our regular Irish and Midwestern accents and the ones we make up when we're mocking other countries. <laughs> because it makes me feel good. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> <Yes>, of course. <laughs> it, uh, uh, anyway. Especially, especially love uh, Kevin's Asian accents when he's doing Asian names. How I just that's not an accent, that's just me fucking up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I try to say them with being uh, as least offensive as possible, but it never works out the way I plan on it. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, thank you for the letter, Abby, or the email. We uh, we appreciate it. I'll try and keep you updated on my progression to games when I get a chance to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. All right, Dan, let's take you back to the mid 1600s England. Favorite place, I know. Uh, Specifically, Newcastle upon Tyne in northern England. And let's say, Dan, that you like to have the occasional drink or two or seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what are you gonna do about it? What he's what like, there, he's like what's, your, what's your point? You want to fight <laughs> yeah. about it? Yeah. Uh, and you are by now pretty deep in, so much so that when you leave the pub, which was probably illegal in its own right, you stumble drunkenly down the road, yelling at pink elephants and pissing yourself. Uh, you are quickly wrang- wrangled up by the local constabulary and taken in. Now. If this was your first offense, or maybe even your second, you would be charged with public drunkenness and fined five shillings. But you, Dan, have been taken in more than a few times, and it's time to teach you a lesson. Naturally. Yes. Now, from what we have learned on this show about medieval England, is that to teach someone a lesson usually involves some type of maiming or stretching or burning... Uh, but in this case, you found they found that just good old humiliation works best. So what they bring to you isn't covered in red-hot hooks or large metal spikes or ropes and pulleys, but a wooden barrel. Filled with whiskey. <laughs> well, a man-sized beer barrel, to be exact. Uh, and it was probably mead. Well, it could be beer. Who knows? Uh Empty with the lid off and a hole cut in the bottom and two on the sides and possibly a sign tacked on the front and or back that says something along the lines of, I drink too much or I'm drunk. And after barrel for the good old classy stuff that is Newcastle Brown Ale. 
I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, it? it's 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 not nice. But <laughs> no offense, Newcastle. It's not nice. It's, it's not me. No. But no. <sighs> now, after said barrel is brought to you, the opening slid over your body, your head and arms pulled through the holes. You are taken out into the street, probably in the morning after you sobered up enough to understand what shame is again you are paraded around town forced to shuffle around in front of all your fellow newcastleians if that's what they're i don't know newcast new newcastleans new newfies i don't know i don't know uh lumbering around in this barrel which can sometimes weigh up to 110 pounds on their own with friends family and co-workers looking on laughing Throwing rotten food, mud, offal, dead animals, and animal excrement, possibly even their own, in your general direction, and doing pretty much anything they can to embarrass you into never drinking again. Uh, in case you don't know, offal <laughs> yeah. is actually uh, animal intestines. Oh, yeah, I knew that, all right, but good luck with that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the you barrel. think this is stop me? <laughs> Bring it on, bitches! Bring on the motherfucking barrel. <laughs> Uh, well, why was it illegal in the first place? Well, for that, we have to go back about another hundred years to the passing of the Alehouse Act of 1551, an act of Parliament of England that was passed in 1552 to control the, quote, abuses and disorders as are had and used in common alehouses. So pretty much keep people from drinking. That's all, yeah. And that would actually lay the foundation of modern licensing laws in the United Kingdom. So, hmm. you know, before that, you didn't have to have a liquor license. Now, you have to have a liquor license, which is pretty much just say, here, pay the government, and they'll let you they'll let you sell liquor. I mean, pay tax upon the tax that you're already yeah. paying on the alcohol? Exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. Now, for the next 50-plus years, this act did little to nothing to deter the citizens of the UK from drinking in excess. It was a civil offense, which meant a small fine if caught. That is, until our old friend King James. You know, the Bible guy. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken of him he before. Really famous. Yeah. He rewrote that really famous book to include all of his favorite bits. That guy. Yeah, and he took out the bits he didn't like so much. Yeah. He rewrote a book that had already been rewritten five or six times in languages nobody read anymore. So <laughs> So basically he did kind of well, I was gonna say he kind of pulled a token on it in the sense that he released this book that was filled with all the stuff that he liked in it. And it had this entire backstory and all this load of stuff to do with this world that existed yeah. in bygone times. Bygone times, it's... whatever the word is. And yet uh -huh. we take that, which is a far less interesting read, as a proof of religion over <laughs> Tolkien and his dwarves and his elves. And I don't much prefer that. It's a... Well, in, in, in both cases, the Jews are the bad guy. That's true. <laughs> because, <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, he decides to come up with some creative ways to punish people for simple crimes. This included according to the Big Book of Pain, Torture and Punishment Through History by Mark P. Donnelly and Daniel Dell, The Drunkard's Cloak. Now, there isn't any real information on the barrel being used around this time. It's just 
these two torture historians or you know and authors that got together looked at some of the weird things King James did as far as punishments and like well this was probably used too but there isn't any real information of the barrel being used at that time there is however plenty of information of the cloak being used in the 1650s under the rule of Oliver Cromwell the English soldier and politician who served as high lord served as lord high protector of England Scotland and Ireland from 1653 to 1658. Basically to all my Irish brethren out there, complete and a prick. Yeah, oh, yes. The infamous Cromwellian <laughs> invasion. Yeah. Uh, he actually oh, is Lottie. in my notes to get his own fucking episode because he was a douche. Yeah. Uh, disliked games, dancing, drinking, just an all-around miserable stick in the mud. This was a time when Puritan law really laid sway to the political ideals hovering over the land, and things like drinking to excess were greatly frowned upon. Because, you know. Fun! Yeah, nobody, you know, can't like fun. Also, most of the information that is out there focuses mostly on the area of Newcastle, Mm. so much so that the cloak has also been known as the Newcastle Cloak. Why? Yeah. Because it's a rough old area, so it is. It's full of drunkards and people who talk funny. The Newcastle accent's awfully funny. The Geordies. You should look them up if you haven't listened to them. They have an awfully funny accent, so do they. I didn't think about about listening to their accent. Oh. (laughs) 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 You're You're in for a good old time listening to them talk. Well, fuck, let's do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Newcastleians. I've got to Google the episode. Newcastle accent. I'm going to do the tune for a mint time. It's time to take a closer look at the Geordie accent. The first feature we're going to look at is the short vowel, uh. It's present in words such as up, you have to get looked the same video. Above, I am to learn a Geordie accent. However, in the Geordie accent, this will be shorter. Oh, Listen to Sophie saying pretty, Billy, silly, and city. Pretty. Billy. Pre- silly Billy. Silly Billy. That's pretty silly. It's a pretty city. It's a pretty city. The dark L. <laughs> now, the dark L can change Sorry, from speech. If we have any listeners in Newcastle, I apologize. Yeah, if Anton Deck are listeners, they're very famous Geordies. Anton Deck, if you're listening, sorry for you, that's Becca Grove. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a very famous TV show based in Newcastle called, called uh, Biker Grove that was on years ago. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Don't know what to say about it. Uh, oh shit! See, I did say I put up Trust Pilot review. Yeah, and it was because of the fact that I uh, kind of nearly wouldn't want to do an ad like this without actually trying the things out. So both you and I have ordered numerous products. I have mm-hmm. ordered, I think it's three of the bundles. Yeah, I got the the beard growth bundle. With the Derma Roller and the Growth Accelerator, which I will report back right. in on over time because it takes 
weeks upon weeks, a couple of months for it to properly take effect. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. It's not one of those things where you put it on and all. It's like a cartoon. You put put it on. And it yeah. Comes out. Yeah. It's, it's not the Moxanel. That's what it ain't. Like you know, <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> but um, I did get the the shampoo conditioner bundle. I got two bundles of the oils also, where it has the elixir and the day tonic. So I got two uh-huh. different scents in that one of the silver tier. I think it was the Viking Storm, and I got Holmier's uh-huh. yeah. poem, yeah. the gold one. Yeah, I haven't. That's the one I don't think I've it tried yet, and amazing. I might get it next time I order. Yeah, um, I, like, is it, uh, what's it smell like? You like, know, like sex. I don't know. Like, uh, it's <laughs> it's really good. Like, no, like Alison loves it. The thing is, though, it's got. Whenever I put on yours, I'm going through the Viking Storm one first. And she was like, ooh, yeah. no, no smell of that. And then the other day, because I wanted to test it out, what it was like, I threw, threw on the night elixir for the whole year's poem. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, that's way better. Like, And the price it was between was only a couple of euros. So I'd be buying the gold tier one next time around again, I think. Because it was, it did, right. genuinely, it is way nicer. But, um, but I think they're great, though, because like, I, I, I always yeah. used another kind of brand and stuff. And it's worked out a good chunk cheaper and it is way better quality this stuff is so you know you got to wait for it to be shipped to you which can sometimes t- it's it's a lot quicker now than what it was before when they first started out when i first got with them about three years ago uh it took a long time to get the shipment in and now it's it's a lot quicker uh, but for that little bit of time you got you have no wash you have no oil and you go to the store and you get just the off the shelf stuff and it it it's oil is oil but honestly there is such a difference between the stuff you're buying at the store for 10 bucks and what you're getting at the beard struggle that's why i keep going yeah. back to them i i not 100 i love them i do even though i've tried others be like i'll give this a try see what it's see, see if it's any good that's something you, you kind of have to do if you're you know to see how good the quality product is you need to try something else and every single time it's been well that's no good get more beard struggle yeah that's pretty much where i am now as well yeah. and they have a sampler kit for each of their things they have a big sampler kit and yeah a, they, an it comes with the it's like, it, it's like it, it comes with their standard scents um that are kind of always there yeah. and uh so if, if you don't know what you would like which so far i have not found one that has not gone over well with the wife which is really what matters uh straight but if you you know if you don't know what scent you like, you get the sampler kit and you, know, you find out. You know, you'll probably find out that you like all yeah. of them. And if you want to get that, use our exclusive discount code TORTURE19 at checkout. It's beardstruggle.com. Do what's right for your beard. Do what's right for your face. Now, um, so anyway, with this, with much of the UK, the drinking culture in Newcastle runs deep. In fact, Newcastle claims to be one of the first town in England to brew beer. And Newcastle hospitality, quote-unquote, was a well-known phrase in the 1700s, which pretty much just means to take someone out drinking until you can't see straight anymore. <laughs> Kill them with kindness, is what I've heard. Uh, now, is this different from much of the UK or from much of the civilized world? No. But some people thought it necessary to shine a spotlight on Newcastle anyways. Mostly the residents of Newcastle. So Yeah. Rob tourism. 
It's like, you see yeah. all those fucking drunks? It's because of us. The fucking barrel I gotta wear? It's like, ah, me. I did it. I was actually in Newcastle once. Yeah? Yeah. How'd that go? Got off the boat. Kept going. Out to your side. <laughs> Roll didn't spend up. any time. And just in case anybody from Newcastle is listening, it's not because I don't like the place. I just was genuinely in a rush to get somewhere. <laughs> so I couldn't stay. I would have. But... Hit the ground running. There's a lot of cities over here I've been in. And I just kind of went right through. But yeah. there's specific reasons for that. A lot more guns here than in Newcastle. <laughs> more people willing to use them. That's true. Well, you uh, haven't I, met the Geordies yet. That's the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> all I know. can think of is all I can think of is uh, National Lampoon Vacation. That's the thing. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, is I've been in that area of St. Louis many times, uh, and it's not wrong. It's the you thing go, we kind of you, say about here in certain areas as well, like yeah. where you say, like, oh, they take the wheels off your car while you're still driving, kind of thing. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Yup. It's, uh, the, when, um, like bands or comedians or, or anybody who's doing some type of tour comes to St. Louis, uh, and they get robbed, we say that they were, they were met with the St. Louis Welcoming Committee. Yes, we've had more more bands and, and comedians that I can count come to St. Louis and lose half their shit. Because <laughs> they parked in the wrong area. Not going to St. Louis? Check. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh it's not all bad. There's a lot many parts of St. Louis that are very nice, but there's also many parts of St. Louis that are not. Anyway, now this wasn't the first use of the barrel type de uh, device being used for this punishment. Uh, 13th century Germany, there was something known as the Scheindmantel, or the coat of shame. Now, having no specific alcohol bans, this is Germany we're talking about. Uh, it suggests that the Scheindmantel was most likely used as a punishment for poachers and prostitutes. Now, the Scheindmantel was weighed along was weight weighted down along the lower rim and around the neck opening as a way of corporal punishment. In addition to the severe public humiliation it posed, it looked a little different from the actual drunkard's cloak. It wasn't just a barrel with holes cut in it. More a uh, specially made barrel specific for this purpose. All right. And it could sometimes have non-lethal spikes inside just to add a little bit more pain to the punishment. Again, this is Germany. Got to, you know. But what if we put spikes inside? <laughs> <laughs> Make them out of chocolate, yeah. <laughs> now, with that said, it's thought that this may have led to a misinterpretation of the function of a partially reconstructed shined mantle. So you have a have a shine mantle that's kind of just like half of one. And they look inside it and they can see all the little like spikies. And so eighteenth century they developed another quote unquote torture device 
that looked much like that, that they thought this was the purpose it served, and they called it an Iron Maiden. Yes. They're like, ooh, look at that. It's got spikes. Let's make a torture device and then never fucking use it. Ironically, all the spikes inside the barrel were there for during the brewing process. They'd be turning the thing around and filter out all the crap or something. It's like an ancient sieve. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a torture device. It's agitated, it agitated like this, like a washing yeah. machine. Yeah. <laughs> now, put Sigmund in there. Let's see how he gets on. Go on. <laughs> So these occurrences, along with the observations of one 19th century historian who noted that no mention of the punishment was made in any local documentation, prompted a one William Andrews to suppose in 1899 that the drunkard's cloak was a custom imported from the continent, which meant, you know, mainland Europe, and that it was used in England to and was confined to Newcastle, so pretty much just brought from what they were doing in Germany over to just Newcastle, which makes no sense. Yeah, um, it could also well, maybe be somebody that, from Germany was there on the holidays and they saw all the goings on. And said, you know what this place needs? And I jump back on the boat, back across. Have the you no shined mantle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they bring it back. <laughs> And what it actually was, yet again, was a means of cooking sausages. They'd have all the sausages on the spikes, and they'd be rotating it around. They'd have a hot yeah, storm in the center, and yeah. they'd be going around, and then somebody thought, oh, let's stick somebody inside. It's, just, it's it. just a smoker. It's a giant bingo barrel. They just put a bunch of balls in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for good old bingo nights in the middle of Newcastle, and everybody's really drunk. <laughs> drunk bingo. Get inside the barrel! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They did it on purpose. It wasn't a punishment. They just enjoyed it. Oh, Steve's getting in again. <laughs> Fucking Steve. So this William Andrews guy thought that maybe it was, uh, maybe it was, it was something that was brought over from you know the the the, the mainland continent of Europe over to England just to Newcastle. It could also just be the idea of putting a drunk inside the very barrel the alcohol came in was just the obvious next step. So Steve's getting drunk again. Put him in the fucking barrel. Just put him in it. It was probably like a stag do or something like a like a um a bachelor party, as we call them, a stag a stag party here. Like it's probably yeah, like a bachelor yeah. party, and he stuck the one of the drunk guys into it and went, oh, We got an idea. It's like like Beer Fest. Have you seen Beard Fest with the Broken Lizards, the guys who did uh, uh, Super Troopers? Yeah, yeah. I saw years ago. I watched that so long. Kevin yeah. Heffernan falls yeah. into the giant thing or he gets pushed into the giant yeah, thing of beer and he just starts <laughs> drinking it. Yeah, it's just that. He guy fell into a barrel and he just drank his <laughs> way <out. laughs> It's like a cartoon. Yeah. When they're perfectly cut holes. Yeah. Arms through. <laughs> slush, uh, slush, 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 slush. <laughs> it's a straw sticking up out of it. Give me some, and he just tilts over <laughs> and pours some in somebody's drink. Oh, God. He an armpit beard in it. No, thanks. <laughs> Listen, I've seen some people drink some shit, and a lot of them would not care. Once you get a few oh, in, yeah. they do not care. It's the, the same after a few, anyway. I was at a guy's house, good friend of mine, named he doesn't listen, so it's fine. Um, but he had this garage he had kind of turned into a uh, 
uh, kind of a bar. And he found, I mean, they were all drinking. We were watching UFC fights. And he finds just out of nowhere this old, dusty bottle filled with some liquid. And he doesn't read what's on it. They don't try to figure out what it is. They just pop it open and start chugging from the fucking thing. It's like, that could be rat poison for all you know. It wasn't, luckily. It was some type of old, like, gin or something, but... Yeah, I say, my friend's father has a bar in his house well, and it's like filled with all these random bottles and we found one bottle that was in the shape of a sword where it was like Ooh. the blade was the glass and it unscrewed the end of the hilt and it takes it off and pour it out it took us many a year to convince him to allow us to even open it That's he didn't even know what alcohol it was, it was rum in the end and it was absolutely putrid but, that makes sense Yeah, but uh, rum and sword so worth it though. Is that a pirate type sword? I don't know. It was like a scimitar type oh, thing. Well, that's that's different. Which kind of lends itself to the the style for if you're going to have a big to have it as a bottle, it has to be a bit of a bulky sword as opposed to a like a tin sword. Yeah. So that kind of made sense to me. Sorry, I'm trying to huh. fix my shoe. Well, a similar device was used in Holland. Notes were found saying that it was used in Delft in 1634 and the Hague in 1660. Uh, one author also uh, recorded its existence in six, 1784 in Denmark, where it was called the Spanish Mantle. Now, why was it called the Spanish Mantle from Denmark? Because if I remember right, uh, back in this time, the people from Denmark didn't think that the Spanish were actually human beings. So that's probably why. It was the guy, it was the sausage barrel cooking guy again. He showed up with a film with Chalito, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's Spanish sausage. Yeah, just, there you go. Ooh, that's spicy. Put him in the barrel. <laughs> Uh, now, it wouldn't be until around the 1860s when the device made its inevitable appearance across the pond, as they say, in America. Now, in the 1860s was a very important time in American history. A little thing called the Civil War was going on. That and Okay, so here's the... Americans just call it the Civil War. Like, we're the only fucking country to ever have yeah, a the goddamn Civil War. Yeah. Civil War. <laughs> the only Here one that matters. The Civil War. It is the only one that matters. God damn it. But it's like every fucking country on Earth has had some type of Civil War. There's go. They're going on now. The French have one every five years. Our, <laughs> ours only lasted a couple of days, so it was called the... It was called the Rebellion... Yeah, well, exactly. Like it, was, yeah. it was a few days <laughs> Easter weekend. Half, and the boys kind of like, yeah. got pitch. <laughs> half of them got pitch capped. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh God, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But the Civil War. Hey, we got through it much quicker than you guys did. Just throwing it out there. You did, and a lot less we lost people the probably first died. <laughs> we lost the first one, won the second one, but um. Yeah, we only had the one. We. Fast. We only have the one, but we got another one coming. Don't you worry. <laughs> Civil War Part Two. Civil War. Part the only two. Civil War Part Two. No, it's gonna be Civil the, War. I'm sorry, part be the two. only other Civil War. That's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! It'll be all right. I hope. I don't know. I'm probably just gonna hang out in my basement and wait for it to all blow over. 
Now, when a soldier a soldier, a soldier happened to celebrate a battle victory or try to calm their nerves with a little hair of the dog and maybe indulge too much, they may be, possibly, met with the punishment of wearing the barrel shirt. Hmm. Quote, One wretched delinquent was gratuitously framed in oak, his head being thrust through a hole in one end of the barrel, and the poor fellow loafed about in the most disconsolate manner, looking for all the world like a half-hatched chicken. <laughs> Again, cartoon so. <laughs> <laughs> now, in, eight, in 1863, wasn't he just in England? What the fuck? <laughs> Steve gets around. Harry's barrel was in Germany with the Spanish <laughs> or something like that, and sausages, and then ended up in Newcastle. It's the same barrel. It's just a one singular barrel making its way around. That's all it's, it is. Oh, that's our Steve, and he just jumps on his side <laughs> and rolls to the next town. <laughs> Now in 1863, D&D character created. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if we're playing D&D one day, and all of a sudden you're like, a barrel rolls up to you and comes up, Hi, I'm Steve! <laughs> I'm Steve. Oh, shit. <laughs> now in 1863... He just eats everybody. He's going, hi! <laughs> God damn it. Uh... Where's my pen? <laughs> Steve, the barrel guy. <laughs> now, in 1863, a Maine volunteer infantry lieutenant punished two members of his company who had gotten drunk by putting them in barrels with only the hole for the head. And he made them march through town with placards that read, I am wearing this for getting drunk for four hours. I don't know. It didn't really say how long you had to do it uh, in medieval England, but that seemed like a long time to be in a barrel. Yeah. Uh, the, the lieutenant said, quote, I don't believe they will get drunk again very soon. About your side of the barrel drunk, I'm sure. <laughs> you probably have to get drunk <laughs> to forget forget about being in the barrel. They just had this mental image of poor Steve lying in bed, <laughs> lying in bed, still in the barrel. <laughs> the blanket just kind of half pulled him over, <laughs> half draped over. Just, like... <laughs> just him in bed, the barrel's way up there. Just one small blanket that goes atop the barrel. Yeah. Doesn't even go all the way. <laughs> it was like Steve. His wife's just lying there like Steve doing it with the barrel again. Yes. <laughs> shaking him awake, just shaking the barrel back and forth. You can see like slush, 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 slush. <laughs> It's like some sort of really fucked up drunk drunk Pokemon uh, or something. Oh fuck. Barrel Steve, I choose you. What Pokemon is this? Steve! <laughs> 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 Steve. Steve. Steve, Steve, you don't know me as Isifer. Now, one officer even claimed that one of his men thanked him years later after being put in the so-called barrel shirt, saying that after the punishment, he never drank again. 
which you are already on your way to quitting if that's all it takes for you to stop drinking. I've known people, people have killed other people because they got too drunk and they still didn't stop drinking. So if you're, if just getting put in a fucking barrel is enough to get you to stop drinking, you are probably on your way to quitting anyway. I was going to say, yeah, he never drank again in front of the local constabulary. Yeah. (laughs) In his own basement. Uh, He's like, I never drank again. I mean, there's wine, but that doesn't count. Yeah. No. There's a Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode that came out this year where Charlie's at a chess tournament with Frank. And says, sir, he's got a beer. He's like, sir, you can't drink in here. He's like, so what, like just wine then? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Civil War soldiers might have also been forced to don the barrel shirt for stealing. Uh, There are records of men having to wear both a barrel and a placard saying things like, I am a thief! Perhaps the most fascinating thing about the drunkard's cloak is how effective it was despite being relatively tame. Again, there were people that did come out saying that after the humiliation of the drunkard's cloak. Now, again, it wasn't just walking around with the cloak, with the, the barrel on. People threw shit at you. Uh very disgusting things you were you know embarrassed in front of your friends family co-workers you know all the people that you knew so i guess fellow peasants yeah i I guess if the people wallowing with mud can look down on you then maybe you need to reevaluate your life well like if you think about it though this the population of anywhere back then was so small in comparison to now like the amount of people that would live in what was considered like a like let's say get newcastle yeah. Was probably not really many more than what live in the town I live in now. Yeah. Really. And you see the same people around the place all the time and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Again, unless you're living in like a metropolis like Manhattan back then, even was fucking huge back in the early days, you know. And right. But yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. a higher chance then of, of it being an issue and you being like it'd be different if I was walked through Dublin with it, nobody would ever remember people remember when i never see these people ever again whereas back then, i was pantsless in dublin last yeah. week i yeah. don't give a fuck nobody get nobody yeah. mentioned anything about my giant barrel of <laughs> my giant so. drinking anything problem. i got loads of high fives and everything and everybody's like hey, the barrel guy <laughs> well yeah you're mo- you're you were probably m- much more susceptible to becoming a pariah in in town by you know ever you know everybody know exactly uh who you were and your troubles and then it becomes one of the do you change or do you own it and just become the town drunk uh yeah yeah own it. <sighs> just fucking own it <laughs> now compared to other methods of punishment or torture the drunkard's cloak was humane for the time uh, relying more on the power of public scrutiny than physical pain. And it was often effective in changing someone's behavior, it looks like. So, hmm. my fucking oh. speaker just turned on. Hello? Let me guess. And now it's off. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> it's probably reconnected to your car again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disconnected my phone from right. my from my wife's car <laughs> that's not gonna happen anymore fuck that i don't well i don't use my phone to record uh anymore now that i have this nice pretty computer to to use but um yes that was an issue before for people who didn't know 
Um, that's honestly all I got. There's not a whole lot out there. No, you know, blood and gore to really, uh, focus on, which is good because, uh, after the boiling episode and after our collaboration episode, uh, with, with Deb, where you got to hear about men's junk getting ripped off and the stuff that we have coming down the pipeline here in the next few, uh, the next few episodes, uh, I think a little, uh, reprieve from the blood and gore is probably a good thing because it's not going to stay that way yeah but, yeah well, like look you know, sometimes you need these um yeah sometimes you just lighthearted laugh at people getting drunk and getting shoved in barrels i mean well, that's it no he died from it so it's all right we can make fun yeah. of it all we want fuck him uh were you able to find anything pop culture-y on um uh, more so to do a pittery than anything else like yeah which is another thing so yeah it is a it is a style of of uh, pillory and that that gets its own long episode because that's a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in with that which people yeah. did die with from the pillory mm. uh from pillory type devices like i'm sure there's you've seen it in cartoons and stuff like like, like not they're not in the same example like again like you like we both said our whole cartoon sort of thing like we've seen images of that in like like the looney tune type things again where you have people in the barrel and they come poking out and walking around with it mm-hmm. that's the kind of visual well, thing i had in my head straight away most of the things when you see it. in like cartoons and movie and old movies and shit is is called the bankruptcy barrel yeah that's those so, yeah. people who they didn't have a penny to their name and they just wore yeah, they a barrel the, around the, the straps they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had wondered if okay, that was going to get brought up. <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's such a funny image i always found it really funny it's like, um, that makes no sense. That barrel probably cost more than new clothes did. Why Why would you put on the barrel? Man, nowadays, it would. Back then, it'd probably, like, you'd just probably find them lying around. <laughs> Barrels are used for everything back yeah. then. You know, they're like a modern-day shopping bag. You know, like, uh, fuck, here it'd be, like, the pallets that, you, that stuff gets shipped in on, on, like, trucks and trains and shit that you just use fork truck takeoff. Yeah, uh, you know, pallets fucking everywhere. You can build a house out of fucking pallets. That's true. So. Oh, but I, I, I did the usual um thing of searching through IMDb as well for trying to find stuff, and obviously it only came up with stuff to a pillory. But funnily yeah. enough, it also gives you suggested keywords based on the first keyword that you throw in there, mm-hmm. and the suggested keywords are fucking hilarious. Um, so to go along with pillory, we have bare-chested male, <laughs> the highest suggestion. <laughs> Here's what I want to know about as well is uh, obviously public humiliation is there, right? But then this yeah. next one's husband wife relationship. Now I can only assume the pillory thing. Let's say Fifty Shades. That's the thing. I, I I guess I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that was really funny. The next, then the creepy one is father daughter relationship. Ugh. Um and um yeah torture so but i just thought carnivorous plant apparently but bare chested male i just thought it was really fucking funny the way that it came up as the top suggested thing to click on um wow okay but yeah so that's yeah it's not really anything aside from yeah there's know, not, i think there's everybody not, has an image yeah. in their head if you're to describe it like, you could so. probably find stuff okay. about like oliver cromwell or something like that but again that's that's a whole uh that's a whole different episode that we'll have you know, whenever we get to it. Yeah, you're to wait until we cover it, people. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Well, thanks to our patrons, Inquisitor Willow Quinn Fowler, Inquisitor Dragalani, and our torture noob, MX Sinister 26. Um, and thank you again to Abby for the email. We appreciate it. 
If you would like us to read your email, you can send them to torturepod at gmail.com or message us Instagram and all the other social medias, even X. It's fucking Twitter, you piece of shit fucking Elon. God damn it. Uh, all of our social medias are at torturepod. Rate, review on Apple, follow, subscribe, wherever you want to, wherever you feel like listening. I don't really give a shit where you listen, just listen. Uh, head over to our YouTube page. You can find full episodes on there, snippets uh, on there where you can, you know, see our faces. I <laughs> uh, have the Futurama background. Uh, this was actually the wallpaper on my computer, my old computer for years. It's just oh, a yeah? uh, uh, Planet Express ship just shant, you know, right into the screen. That's pretty it. nice. And the screen's all fucked up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. It's nice. pretty great. Um. If you'd like to donate to the show, you can on our link tree, which is on our socials. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash torturepod. Uh, or you can go to our Patreon and sign up like our other patrons have at patreon.com slash torturepod. Um, still can get a free week on our cult leader tier if that's uh, something you want to do. Go to get some of our merch redbubble.com slash people slash torture pod i just i yeah yeah, i just put up um some new a new design it's literally just the regular uh logo torture the t says podcaster no and it's great big on the front of the shirt oh cool so So it's not like the pocket it's not like the the ones with the little patch on the on the on the breast that that's yeah covers the whole thing and i've been working on some other some other stuff to get up on there so uh, hint for our next episode. <clears throat> I swear the Barbie movie had nothing to do with it. I promise you. It's just pure coincidence. All right. There you um, go. Uh, Dan, any words of wisdom? <clears throat> if you're going to go find yourself in a situation where you end up put into a barrel from being drunk. Does my you just pre prepare for it? Is my whole thing, right? <laughs> so you can go and get yourself a custom made one if you want. If you know yourself a good old uh, what's the word for a barrel maker again? I can't remember. Just a specific uh, a craft barrel maker. I, just, I thought it was a specific word, but anyway, go find yourself one of those guys. You know, um, get yourself a nice good, you know, like some like cedar oak or something like that. And you know, Coopers, uh, Coopers, that's Cooper is go a very a barrel Cooper. maker. And if your name is Cooper, it's even better. So go get yourself a barrel made. Get it measured for your arms and everything like that. Go pre-prepared. Like I said, get a nice cedar oak one or something like that. Get a nice, get it like get nice linseed oil maybe put on there and something so that it smells nice. Put Mm -hmm. snacks inside. Make sure to put (laughs) snacks. Plenty of snacks. Make sure there's shelves inside the barrel. Then go and make sure. (laughs) Just here's the number one thing as well: is put a trap door in it so you can go to the toilet. So, because you don't want to be sloshing around and have pee or poop covered snacks or anything. Um, and then basically, yeah. So go pre-prepared. If you're going out for a night in the town of Newcastle, go out pre-barreled. Pre-barreled, pre. -pre It's like pre-gaming, but you pre-barreled. Yeah, basically, yeah. And um, oh, then start, start drinking to your heart's content. You'd be all right. And then if you're if you're walking home and you don't feel like walking, you just tuck inside turtle style and roll. 
That's exactly what I thought when you said yeah. trap door. I thought, oh, you just drop down and the lid and the, the head hole gets covered and the arm holes get covered. And you're now you're just a barrel. <laughs> you, tur- you turtle it. I was going to say, it's not like a transformer. <laughs> and if you're actually really good and you and your friends all do it and you've been like Power Rangers and Megazord and that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's barrel time. Power of Triceratops. <laughs> go, go, Barrel Ranger. You get your barrel made. Make sure that the, the Cooper who makes it cuts out the armholes, but he like leaves them there so nobody can see them. So when you walk up and somebody like wants to pick a fight with you, you just <laughs> the arms yeah. out the holes. <laughs> Perfectly cut out. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. I have to make a barrel costume though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Alright. Oh, oh Steve Cooper. Oh fucking Steve Cooper. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Old Steve Cooper. <laughs> the hero we the hero we need, but that's the one we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Cooper and he just falls off a building. <laughs> That's it. The bat symbol is just a barrel. <laughs> Sponsored by Cracker Barrel Cheese. <laughs> Fuck, alright, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, take care of yourselves, take care of one another. We'll see ya. Bye bye. Jesus fucking Christ.